Performance Podcast from Bottomline Technologies. Greetings. Welcome to the Payments Podcast. My name is John Gaffney. I'll be your host for this episode in our series that covers the trends that will make a difference in business payments in 2024. Today, we're discussing the dynamics that will drive changes in how companies pay and get paid in the next business cycle. We expect that to rival consumer payments in innovation and automation. According to Juniper Research, the global transaction value of the B2B payments market in 2022 was $88 trillion, and it will spike to more than $111 trillion by 2027. Let me read a quote from that report just to set the tone for our episode today. Their analysts say that B2B payments also represent an area of enormous opportunity due to their high value and usually recurrent nature. With the pace of digitization and payments and more recently the pandemic's impact, businesses can no longer rely on legacy B2B payment methods and need to adapt to an ever-changing landscape very quickly. Now, if I had to boil that passage down to one phrase, it would be the urgency of B2B payments automation. And it's just one of the trends you'll hear about from our two guests today. First up, we have Jeff Farstein. He is Bottom Line's U.S.-based Senior VP of Product Management and Market Strategy and boasts more than 20 years in the payments business, having held senior leadership roles at MasterCard and American Express along the way. Welcome, Jeff. Hey, John. Great to be here. Good. It's good to have you. And next up, we have Colin Swain. Colin is based in our U.K. office. He is the head of product for Bottom Line Corporate Payments Solutions. He has 15 years of experience in strategy, product design, and operations teams in a range of different companies from tier one banks to global payment businesses through startups and retailers. Welcome, Colin. Thanks, John. Good to be here. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. You know, I'd like to start at a, at a general level with our two guests today because you've seen the payments business through good times and bad. Seems like the next year could be a mix of both. Colin, let's start with you. What are some of the macroeconomic factors next year that will um, have an effect on the way companies pay and get paid? Yeah, thanks, John. I think um, I think next year will be similar in some ways to the last 12 months in that before that, when we look at automation and we're very much focused on efficiency and reducing fraud, um, a lot's changed in the last 12 months. Um, we've seen inflation uh, increased significantly. And as a result, we've seen interest rates go up and the cost of borrowing going up as well. And that's led to a real reduction across both consumers and corporates in the amount of discretionary spend they've got. So in the context of payment automation, cash more and more is becoming an asset. Now, you know, in theory, uh, that should mean that CFOs can use their cash and get higher returns on all their cash in investments. In practice, we think that's rarely the case. The reason for that is because actually they've got uncertainty in cash flow. So uh, they can't really use that cash in the way they want. And actually what we see is a lot of corporates still take borrowing as a liquidity buffer because they're not certain on when their cash is coming in, particularly in a world where, as I said before, the discretionary spend for consumers and corporates is lower. So what does that all mean in terms of the macro trends around payment automation? It's you know similar to the last 12 months in that certainty of cash flow and certainty around payments is continuing to be king. 
So Jeff, let's go over to you. If, if I had to make the business case for payments automation in this landscape, um, what does it sound like? How can it help companies if finances get tight? Yeah, in these uncertain economic times, CFOs are certainly tightening budgets and looking for areas uh, to generate cash flow, right? AP automation solutions power businesses with the data they need and the tools to reduce costs. First, focus on reducing pains in the AP processes, managing paper, uh, getting the discount opportunities uh, in your payments where you can. And then next, the opportunities to move to, you know, digitizing invoicing, streamlining approvals, turning to electronic payments, and then finding technology where you can pay to get paid, uh, where you can, you know, turn your AP business uh, into really a revenue center. So, Jeff, it seems like um, AP automation in particular has taken its place as a cash flow management tool, not and not on its own, not as a the only cash flow management tool, but it certainly seems like it's 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 more part of cash management. Would you agree with that assessment? For sure, cash flow is critical. That that means companies need the visibility on when they're getting paid, and they want to maximize payment terms as best they can. And the foundation is data and visibility. More than ever, AP can manage that cash flow with more data on invoices coming from suppliers. And then, and then maximize cash, taking discounts, using tools like virtual cards, premium ACH, get rebates on spend, and then holding on to payments as long as possible to extend their working capital. That way, they're generating as much cash flow as possible back to the organization. Colin, tell us a little bit about the PTX platform um, that Bottomline has in the UK. And then, if you could, tell us about how accounts receivable um, also has a good intersection with data. Yeah, sure, John. So uh, in the UK, we have the PTX platform. It's one of the leading UK bank payment platforms um, for both uh, credits, so uh, driving uh, accounts payable and also direct debits. Uh, so really supporting, as you said, John, the accounts receivable side. And as Jeff mentioned, you know, AP teams are always looking to uh, make the most of their cash and, and retain that cash. Of course, on the AR side, uh, we're looking to actually bring that cash through the door. And it's it's one thing knowing how much you're owed. It's a very, very different thing to understand when you are likely to get paid. And of course, if you're going to get paid as well. So this, this for us is where data and again, payment automation and things like the PTX platform can really help. Um, Direct debits in and themselves drive automation. They drive the ability to collect funds uh, from uh, consumer or business accounts for the AR team. But of course, some still do fail and they fail maybe because of available budget in the accounts. Um, so one of the things we're working on in the PTX platform uh, and supporting our customers is actually to give them insights on when direct debits are likely to fail and insights around the best and earliest time to retry actually if a direct debit has failed to try and collect that funds again. And, you know, if we're moving on to, uh, you know, we know we have industry buzzwords around AI, but areas like machine learning is really what we're putting in place for things like direct debit failure rates to really help corporates understand 
um, how to collect those funds and the best times to collect those funds as well. So let's take this data issue uh, one step further, if we could. You know, as I was preparing for this interview, I considered asking a question about the use of AI in the context of payments networks. I was a little concerned we'd enter the domain of chat GPT and generative AI. Um, but as I read more and as I was talking to you gentlemen before this, I realized there's a practical side to AI and machine learning. So Colin, tell us a little bit about how that might fit into the PTX platform and how machine learning can fit into payments. Yeah, sure. So I think, John, the example I just gave uh, on the direct debit side, that's one angle, um, which is really learning about the different consumer bases or different business bases uh, when available uh, cash is likely to be in their account and helping our corporates to understand when to try and collect that cash as well. Um, we also are using the same sort of technology to help things like cash forecasting as well. So not only using rules based to say how much is a corporate owed, how much do they need to send out, what's their cash positioning, but also taking in other data assets and external data and using machine learning to provide what if scenarios and forecasting. Something really a CFO hasn't had up until this point. But given scenarios like the cost of living crisis and like COVID, those are the sort of scenarios where machine learning can really help. So, Jeff, what's your take on AI and, and ML in the context of payments? Yeah. So as a payments network, Paymodex uses tools like AI and machine learning to continue to automate processes. There's really three opportunities right in front of us, uh, supplier onboarding, you know, managing uh, cash, the really the way Colin explained a moment ago, and then using AI for and machine learning for fraud. For supplier boarding, for supplier onboarding, we're using insights and trends to turn manual processes into automated enrollment processes, always ensuring that we're getting the right vendor, the right name, the right information uh, so that we can you know, really facilitate that onboarding process and make uh, campaigns uh, move smoother. In the future, uh, we can we hope to use these tools uh, for cash management, uh, you know, looking at data to provide confidence on uh, when payers will be paid, uh, much like uh, Colin explained with uh, cash forecasting. And then the third piece is really that uh, fraud element, which is, you know, using uh, AI and machine learning to know that these are secure payments uh, and that we're, you know, ensuring that payments are getting to the, to the right vendor. Yeah, let, let's let's uh, let's go a little bit further on the fraud issue here. Let's connect that to the C-suite. Um, so in many cases, that means the CFO, if we're talking C-suite and payments. So Jeff, in, in addition to the macroeconomic issues discussed earlier, what are some of the other pain points you see CFOs facing in 2024? So in addition to the economic uncertainty we're going through right now, research continually shows that fraud and cybersecurity is a top issue amongst the C-suite. When it comes to payments, that's both internal and third-party fraud, like business email compromise and phishing attacks. Paymodex takes these issues seriously, which is why, invest, why we invest so seriously in the supplier onboarding and bank account management processes. We have an unmatched track record of catching these fraudsters uh, before it gets started uh, and protecting our customers uh, from any of these uh, elements of fraud. 
So, Colin, I know you've been a little bit concerned about CFO and the, and the data IQ, I guess I'd call it, that it takes to compete. Um, tell us about that a little bit. Yeah, so I think, um, again, if you look at the office of the CFO, we, we are, of course, within the technology domain and, and, support and providing products. We always look at um, capabilities like machine learning, and of course, payment automation, and of course, how uh, data can be used to help those teams. But we're also very aware that um, a lot of C-suite and a lot of uh, CFO functions still rely heavily on spreadsheets. They still rely heavily on manual processes as well. And um, whilst they have their place, um, they help, they don't always necessarily help to drive that automation and, and to drive more advanced capabilities like um, like cash forecasting and um, AP automation, as Jeff said as well. Um, so I think those are areas where we do need CFO to be more transformative in their approach. And actually with things such as you know, SaaS platforms rather than actually complex uh, software that the finance teams have to manage, as well as uh, areas like actually banks who are opening up their capabilities through APIs for our platforms and products to use. They will enable CFOs and the office of the CFO to more readily use services and use products quickly. Um, so looking ahead into 2024, uh, actually more CFOs using SaaS platforms, connecting those up to their banks will really help drive automation and help drive uh, areas such as cash position and cash forecasting as well. So Jeff, let's go back to you. Is there anything on the radar, any technology developments or payments innovations um, in the near term that corporates need to take more seriously? I'd summarize the opportunity right now in three different areas. The first is the rise in the importance of treasury and cash management. We've talked a lot about uh, cash forecasting, managing cash, especially right now uh, in this these uncertain economic times and you know just the interest rate environment. Uh, seeing payments coming in, watching payments going out, and maximizing cash flow is more important than ever. Uh, we talked a little bit about AI, and while still in the early stages, uh, it's going to power product innovation and payment automation uh, for years to come. And organizations have to stay on top of uh, how AI can be used to improve processes in their organizations and uh, inform their decision making. Uh, the last piece I just touched on is you know, really what's in the here and now relative to the digitization of payments. Uh, in the US, where 40%, uh, more than 40% of all payments are still made uh, on check today, uh, the digitization of payments, capturing uh, working capital where possible is critical, and then staying ahead with the use of real-time payments and requests for pay is a huge opportunity for organizations. Today, we're seeing it in use cases like payroll uh, and wage acceleration, uh, but the use of uh, real-time and disbursements uh, and vendor payments, I think has uh, a long way to go and uh, certainly an opportunity for, the, for this market.
Yeah, there's definitely some some new new use cases to be considered. That that's that's for sure. So I'd like to end up with something a little bit different here. Let's say that you guys were placed into the CFO office at one of your biggest clients, right? How would you counsel them, or how would you invest your payments budget in 2024? What are some of the key areas you would invest in, Jeff? Let's stay with you on that first. Yeah, the the real opportunity today in this in uh, in this environment is with AP automation. Uh, having a robust payment strategy uh, that solves that's solved with you know virtual cards, with premium ACH, with other working capital solutions to really maximize uh, your organization's cash flow in, in this economic environment is, is critical. Uh, leverage uh, tools. Uh, through partners like Embedded Finance, where uh, you can improve the processes for uh, your employees, uh, you know, letting them work effectively, meeting using solutions, meeting them where they are is is really critical. So, uh, you know, for 2024, focusing on you know improving your bottom line and uh, providing robust AP automation solutions, I think, is critical. Okay, Colin, you're CFO of Company X. Where are you going to spend your money? Yeah, John, I, I think actually I'll go back to a conversation I had with a CFO a couple of years back now. And he always spoke about his his setup, which was he called it a patchwork of technologies, uh, which they ran in their finance team. So I say that and just say, actually, you are really embrace payment automation. You really want to embrace things like machine learning. You really want to embrace cash forecasting. Well, to do all of that, you've got to connect the dots of all your technology parts. So that would be where I invest is really building out and investing in a platform that allows you to connect the dots for cash and payments across your finance team. Okay, excellent. Excellent. That's a wrap for this episode of the Payments Podcast. We've been talking about trends for 2024. I've had two guests today. I'd like to thank them both. Jeff Farstein, again, is the Bottom Line's US-based senior VP of Product Management and Market Strategy. Jeff, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you, John. This was great. And Colin Swain is a head of product for Bottom Line's Corporate Payment Solutions based in London. Thank you very much, Colin, for joining us. Thanks, John. Please join us next time wherever you get your podcasts. We are on Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud. See you next time. The Payments Podcast from Bottom Line Technologies.